Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I'm here with Lisa Allman Baldwin, author, writer, and speaker. Lisa is a dynamic, gifted, sought-after speaker, workshop facilitator, and writer who delivers valuable and effective leadership and self-empowerment tools for authentic and purposeful living. Her wealth of experience is showcased on our website, Authentic on authenticityandpurpose.com. Lisa is also the author of the highly acclaimed book, I Cried and People Loved Me Anyway. Widely recognized for her powerful, engaging, and authentic messages delivered with the highest integrity and professionalism, Lisa possesses a unique ability to engage and connect with both in-person and virtual audiences through personal experiences delivered with unapologetic honesty and truth, in turn, empowering those around her to do the same. Welcome, Lisa. It's so glad to have you here on the Integra podcast today. Thank you, Heather. So glad to be invited. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to you um, about your travels. Um, You are a travel writer. And right now you are in Ecuador at the moment, correct? Yes, yes, I am. It's fabulous. Yes, I've been a travel writer for over 25 years. And uh, now my travels are a combination of where I'm doing speaking gigs or workshops or travel writing or house sitting and pet sitting and uh, visiting friends and family. And, you know, once you get the kids off to college and beyond, you know, you have more flexibility to do what you want. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's so exciting. I love watching your, um, and following your travels on your social media accounts. And we will give those social media accounts a shout out at the end. Um, So you've been, like you said, a travel writer for years, um, but there was a big shift for you at some point that led you to where you are now as a presenter. What was that? So I, just to give a quick background, I grew up in a, uh, what I would call a fire and brimstone upbringing. Mm. Uh, And when you're a little kid, you don't have words to language that. Uh, You just know that it doesn't sit right with you. And, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you go along with the family program. Um, But what I couldn't, um, wouldn't, couldn't recognize or, or, Mm -hmm. or come to grips with was this person, this man, I was told that is loving and benevolent and sent you here and gave you all the tools to live a happy life. But if you mess up, you know, you're going South of the border uh, right. You were born a sinner, just so you know, you were born a sinner. So you're probably not gonna, you know, ascend to the highest whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your name may or may not be on the scroll at the golden, golden door. Right. But, you know, <laughs> you're little, you know, you're little, you don't know how to language that. Mm-hmm. So you go along with the family program. But when I turned 18, I left. I, I was like, I don't, I don't, if this is the only God there is, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Um, I, you, I'm 18. You can't make me go to church anymore. And I hadn't gone to church for about 25 years. So fast forward, fast forward, you know, I'm not, and not had never heard of new thought, never heard of spirituality, Mm -hmm. didn't think there was a God out there, all of that. Right. Fast forward 25 years. I moved to Kansas city from California, got introduced to unity 
And that was a completely different dynamic. And then also introduced to centers for spiritual living. Mm -hmm. So all of that to say, after a while, I had 15 years of this new spiritual life and understanding of who I came here to be and that there is no one path to God, that all of the, you know, different paths, they all lead to you the same thing, Mm -hmm. which is to live a happy and fulfilling life and be a good person. Um, And like everybody, whatever foundation you have, whether it's strong family ties or spiritual mm-hmm. community or whatever, when the shit hits the fan in your life, mm-hmm. all you can see is the dark tunnel in front of you. Right. So about six years ago, I had an experience where in a six month period of time, everything in my life went to pot. One mm-hmm. thing after the next, after the next, after the next, And it got so bad. And again, not even able to grip any of those spiritual tools. I was ready to check out. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I didn't do it is because I had two kids Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to do that to them because I knew what that would look like on the other side for them. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, God, um, here's the deal. I'm worthless. I'm 52 years old. I can't do anything right. Everybody can see I'm a failure. These things Mm. that have happened in the last six months, they've been happening my entire life, but I've always been able to get out of it. Mm -hmm. All the stories we tell ourselves, but this time I can't get out of it. I'm sucking up air. No reason for me to be here. Everybody would be better off without me, Mm -hmm. except I don't want to do this to the kids. Mm -hmm. So you need to take over because I have no idea what to do. So I ended up going to um, a therapist. I had been to one year's different Mm -hmm. therapist over the years for different issues. And um, she recognized what she calls her WOS, your wealth operating system. Mm. And what she said is, despite the fact of all the spiritual work I've done, despite the fact that I'm an extrovert and I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. majority of time happy and, you know, had a good job, all this other stuff that way down down deep there's still old childhood stuff and Mm -hmm. old societal stuff even if you've been to therapy for years and everything right Mm -hmm. so she said we need to work on your wealth operating system Mm -hmm. so at that point i was so desperate whatever anybody told (laughs) me i was i was going to grip onto that let's do it Uh uh-huh right so i said to myself okay what she's saying kind of makes sense i'm just going to go with that for now Mm -hmm. and just take the checking out off the table for the moment About two months after I started working with her, I was asleep. I will never forget. It was January 3rd, 2016. And it was like someone came in my bedroom and shook me. Mm-hmm. And it was God. Mm-hmm. And God said, you are going to write a book about this experience. And the name mm-hmm. of the book is I Cried and People Loved Me Anyway. Oh, I love that. And the first thing I said was, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I just told you what a failure I am, you know, yada, yada, yada. And you Mm -hmm. want me to write a book and tell everybody like all my dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. And the guidance I heard was yes. Mm -hmm. And so I knew enough at that point. I was like, all right, if that's what God is saying. So it took two years to write it. It was Mm -hmm. not like the light bulb came on and everything was perfect. There was lots of up and down Smut, you know, months more of therapy, mm-hmm. unwinding all those old tapes. But that is the mm-hmm. name of the book I was given. And that's the name of the book I wrote. And it took me two years and I self-published it in 2018. And life has been completely different ever since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, 
I mean, I was, I was in the spiritual community with you. So I witnessed it and saw this incredible growth for you. And it was such, it was such a blessing to be able to be there and observe and hold space and um, have somebody who's there as really, you know, another spiritual kind of mentor in a way, you know, seeing you go through it and thinking when, you know, I was at the bottom that I could, you know, we can all do it. We can all let ourselves out of there and the right people will come at the right times, the right therapists, the teachers, the mentors, all of those things. So, oh, so uh, it's such a a wonderful thing to witness. And like you said, everything blossomed after that. So that really does bring us around to your book. I cried and people loved me anyway. I read the book um in 2018 um right after it was published and it really was it was it was kind of like that nice little uh signpost light post you know of of um of uh encouragement and vulnerability and authenticity that we all need um so can um how did you know tell us a little bit more about the book and um the whole process behind it. Well, it's interesting because that that morning that I felt that spirit came and, and woke me up and told me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got up then and just started writing. I, oh, I didn't wow. have an I didn't have an idea of where it was going. Uh-huh. I didn't know what I was supposed to write. I didn't know mm-hmm. what I was supposed to say. And I remember I wrote for three hours straight, and it was just mm-hmm. it was just like a a verbal landslide. Mm-hmm. coming out on paper. Oh. Um, and uh-huh. then since I have been a writer for so long, not only the travel writing, but feature writing, mm-hmm. I kind of over time kind of like, okay, well, this might be a chapter idea. Mm. And this might be a chapter idea. And so what I did is I wended my, uh, um, my story mm-hmm. um, kind of going back to childhood and then mm-hmm. into where I was, where these quote unquote failures mm-hmm. and, and, and put travel in there as well, because mm-hmm. part of when things were getting better than they seemed to be sliding down as I started traveling because I just felt like I couldn't grasp onto anything. So it kind of, mm-hmm. kind of all wheeled it in together. But the main point of the book is, and what I learned through the counseling and also through writing it and mm-hmm. going through that dark time is that everybody is afraid that other people are going to see that they're not worthy, that mm. there are cracks in the armor, that whatever they um, present to the world, there's, there's something behind it that's not right. And that's because our world is marinating in, you're not tall enough, you're not old enough, you're not smart enough, you're not thin enough, you make too much money, you don't make enough money, your, your race is wrong, your sexual orientation is wrong, your right. religion should be this, you should drive this car, you should wear these clothes. Even if you don't subscribe to all of that, we are mm-hmm. marinating in it 24-7. Mm-hmm. turn on the news or the TV and you'll see it everywhere. Right. 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 Everywhere. So um, again, even if we are very aware and have a spiritual base, that stuff just takes over. And then if you have old unresolved issues, family mm-hmm. issues, you know, finance, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are trying to hide all of that from ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. But what I learned is, and, and especially when, like you said, we were in the same spiritual community, especially when I got up in front of everybody, I gave a talk and mm-hmm. told everybody, like nobody had no, I, no idea. I mean, I laid, mm-hmm. I laid it all out. Yes. 
nobody said, oh my God, well, we can't hang around with her. Right. But geez, she's been a fake this whole time. Or uh-huh. I can't believe they let her, you know, give the meditation and do the, you know, the presiding at church and, you know, and she's, you know, failed at this, 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 this. Uh-huh. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I was feeling X, Y, Z. Or I was, I can't tell you how many people, especially during my book tour said they have thought about checking out. Mm-hmm. I cannot oh, yeah. tell you. And it just reminds me, see, Lisa, it wasn't just you. Um, everybody to some level, they've got their own stuff, but it's not the stuff that happens to us. It's what are you going to do with it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. We get to be depressed for a while. Yes. We get mm-hmm. to have, be angry because we got left, you know, got divorced or whatever. Yes. We get to be sad right. because there was a financial crisis and we lost all our money. Yes, 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 yes. Right. But don't get stuck there. What are you exactly. going to do with it? There are lessons and blessings in it. Mm-hmm. And we've come through hard times before, but we forget that when we're in the current hard time. Right, right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forget how far we've come. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, so um, you, it took you two years to write the book. Um, right. and I, I think, uh, as all of us, uh, perfectionists do, um, or, um, maybe, uh, perfectionists in healing, <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't there a deadline in your head that you wanted when you wanted it out and published and, um, it didn't really happen in the way you thought it was and really divine timing came into play at that point. Uh, no, it wasn't on that book. I didn't have an idea or anything. Oh, okay. I, I had done a vision board years before. Oh, okay. Probably, probably about five or six years before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all about, again, when my kids were off to college, how I was going to travel and be a travel oh. writer full time. Okay. And But I had um, in my head and back in my head that I did want to be a speaker, but you know, I thought it was mm-hmm. all going to be about travel. So mm-hmm. I had a goal date. Um of my 50th birthday when I was going to be on the book tour, but it was going to be a book about being a travel writer at that point for 20 years and all the funny stuff that happens on the road and what it's Uh like to travel with other travel writers and all of that. Oh, okay. You know, this book was totally not that. Mm -hmm. And it was five years, I think after I had planned the first one, Mm-hmm. But it it morphed into doing speaking all over the world and mm-hmm. workshops and everything. So again, just more evidence of when you let whatever your higher power is, and it doesn't matter what faith it is, right? Um, support you and believe in yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's not like again, like the light bulb goes on and you get it, you know, get it, and then there's no right. more work. It's constant work, but it but you have more tools. So every time something comes up hopefully you can grasp those tools more easily and work through things. So you don't have to go all the way to, you know, the depths of complete despair, you know, maybe you go a little bit Mm -hmm. that way and then you're like, okay, well, I can move myself this way. And then, you know, because life is going to happen. Right. Exactly. We have no, we have no hand in what happens. The only thing we have a hand in is what are you going to do with it? Right. Exactly. What are you going? Nobody escaped. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter your station in life. Doesn't matter right. if you're a celebrity. Doesn't matter anything. Everybody is going to go through things. Mm-hmm. 
And um, we can, so we cannot just survive it. We can thrive through it. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it is. And there's so much around that. And yes, we do get to feel our feelings. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, there's a part where when the, the shift needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, shit's going to happen. Thing, and yeah, shift and is thing, going right, to happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> shift is going to happen. And it's not, um, you know, a very important distinction I learned is it's not that we, are allowed to have our feelings. We need to go through each stage mm-hmm. because society says, suck it up, keep moving. Exactly. You know, you know, oh, don't, we don't want to hear, you know, people ask you, how are you? They really don't want to hear how you are. They just right. want to hear you say fine and keep going. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes we're not fine. Sometimes yeah. we, you know, so it's, it's really full feeling the full range of those emotions because that's the only way to work through stuff. We can't, what they call it, spiritually bypass Right. You know, rose colored glasses. Oh, it's fine. God's going to mm-hmm. take care of it. You know, this was given to me as a challenge. No, Mm-mm. no. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? it, it, there. Yeah. It, yes. It, it's going to be taken care of, but we have to do our part also. Right. right. Um, so great. Yeah. So <sighs> tell us a little more about, so you, you wrote the book mm-hmm. and from that came these opportunities for you to speak and lecture and present. So tell us a little bit more about what you talk about in your presentations. I looked at your um, speaker kit Mm -hmm. and, you know, you do things around um, authenticity, but also around leadership. Um, So can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. So I speak at um, a variety of different venues, let's say for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of them are uh, unity and centers for spiritual living churches, just because Mm -hmm. that was my kind of base. Um, And I also speak to um, women's groups, leadership groups. I do a lot of things with corporations, Mm -hmm. um, associations, all kinds of things. And all of it is how to live authentically and purposefully. So my, my kind of tagline, if you will, is I offer leadership strategies that promote authentic and purposeful living. Mm-hmm. And then within that, I have several different programs um, about empowerment-based living, um, uh, resilience-based leadership, mm-hmm. uh, personal-based leadership, all resi- and um, revision-based leadership, which is mm-hmm. a lot of what we all need to do is to revise how we've been living, how we've been thinking. Right. Uh, and that translates over any kind of industry, any kind of mm-hmm. setting, because it's all connected. Our finances, our job, our spiritual awareness, our health, our relationships, um, our career and creative ex- self-expression, everything mm-hmm. is tied together to how we function in our wholeness, in our awareness, in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it's been an honor and a pleasure to not only present to people and to groups, but to also offer workshops where we go deeper into whatever the topic is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm doing, um, you know, as I travel around and have been very fortunate and blessed that so many um, places and groups and associations that are resonate mm-hmm. with what I have to share. And it's all sharing from your own personal experience, because like I said before, everybody goes through things. So it's not mm-hmm. about me saying, Hey, I had this happen. I got it. I'm going to teach you. I'm no, I'm going to share with you what mm-hmm. happened to me and how we can 
you know, use these tools I've learned. And also I want to learn from you, meaning the audience, you know, mm-hmm. what have you used to corporate? Cause it's, it's all here. We're, you know, it's, we're intricately linked yes. um, as people and um, you know, we can help each other with so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're there as the guide and um, it's really reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much so. Yeah. I love that. And you, um, you, you do these in-person workshops, but, um, do you also do online workshops sometimes? Yes, I do okay. in-person and online and, um, you know, I have them listed on my website, et cetera. And then I do uh-huh. writing workshops. So <gasps> okay. I have one that's called, um, um, overcoming writer's block. Uh-huh. There's a lot of, a lot of people are interested in writing their own books or they're writing poems or they're writing mm-hmm. essays or whatever it is. And, and everybody suffers from writer's block. So I do some uh, things around that and then just mm-hmm. a variety of different, and then I tailor um, programs and workshops to individuals or groups, whatever it is that, that, that they're needing at the time. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do um, one-on-one appointments with uh, clients? Yes. If people want kind of one-on-one coaching and, you know, uh, I'm not trained in coaching per se as, as right. a, someone who might do, you know, a big large scale thing, but people who just want tools and tips and how to apply authentic and purposeful living, um, skills mm-hmm. to their own life. So absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's sometimes that's exactly what someone needs. Right. Um, and and it's, it can be a part of their other um, work that they're doing. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's like an adjunct. So what would be your top, maybe three to five tips? No pressure. You don't have to do five, but <laughs> <laughs> um, for kind of getting unstuck and really living in resiliency, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, one of the things that I, I talk about with people a lot and I use almost daily, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. are what I call my five fear steps. Okay, nice. So the first thing is, you know, we all get gripped by fear for some reason or another, but the mm-hmm. first thing I say of my five fear steps, step number one is to stop and take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. because we are walking around with our hands clenched and, you know, can't see anything. Yes. We're stuck in, in whatever is going on and we're not even breathing. Mm-hmm. We're so tight, you know, so it's my first step is stop and take a deep breath. And mm-hmm. that automatically allows just a little bit of space for perhaps something new to come in, even mm-hmm. just sitting and taking a deep breath. You see how you sit up a little straighter and your chest opens a little, just, you know, relaxes yes. you, even if it's a little, it gives you a little bit of window. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second fear step is to thank the fear for getting your attention. Ooh, I like that. Yes. And we never think about that. All we Mm-mm. think of is we're scared and we don't know what to do next, but it's trying, no matter what it is, it's trying to tell you something, mm-hmm. right? So my step number three is to examine the fear. And when I say examine, I mean, is it eminent fear? Like there's a fire, there's a flood, someone's physically trying to harm you. That's Mm -hmm. eminent fear. That's happening in the present moment. And when those types of things happen, we don't even have to think what to do. Before we know it, we're running down the street, we're calling 911, we're yelling, you know, that's our body already took over mm-hmm. and we didn't even have to think, what am I supposed to do? It just happened. Mm-hmm. So that's eminent fear. But if it's not eminent fear, mm-hmm. it's a fear from the past of something we don't want to happen again, mm-hmm. or it's a fear of something in the future that ha- hasn't happened. 
So if it's in the past or in the future, that means it is not happening in the present moment, which Mm -hmm. means we're making it up. Exactly. Exactly. And it's probably our inner critic that's sitting on our shoulders saying, you know, (laughs) all of that. Um, then the fourth fear step, and this is really where the work comes in. And this is where, again, I have to remind myself and do it all the time is to reframe the fear story. Okay. So we can ask ourselves things like, what is the opposite of this fear story? Or Mm -hmm. how do I want to feel without the burden of this fear story? Because we know what it feels like to be in fear. Right. So Mm -hmm. how would I want to feel if this fear wasn't here? Mm-hmm. Right. I want to feel relaxed. I'd want to feel blissful. I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel motivated, whatever it is. I'd want to mm-hmm. feel safe. Right. And, or what if I choose not to believe this fear story this time? Right. I've been believing yes. this fear story for X number of years or whatever it is. What if I choose not to believe it since it's not real mm-hmm. and then my brain is making it up. What if I just choose not to, not to believe it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where like rubber hits the road because you just, oh, that's yeah. where you just, you know, do the work. And then the fifth fear step is cut yourself some slack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, none of us get it overnight, whatever Mm-mm. it is. Right. Right. Nobody goes to the gym one time and expects their body <laughs> to look exactly what they were hoping for exactly their goal after going one time, they know right. they have to go again and again, you, you know, you start a new diet. You're not expecting on day two, you're going to lose the 35 pounds, you know, you you have to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. so cut yourself some slack, Uh you know, we're human, we're doing the best we can. Sometimes Mm we, we fall off the course a little bit. So what you get back on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that because then, yeah, then you don't get caught up in that, uh, shame spiral. Exactly you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and bring yourself back to the beginning of the fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, oh, those are great tips. I love all of those. Um, so, uh, when, when you are, um, out traveling, um, you, are you, are you, how do you stay in the flow? I think that's really, you're out traveling, you have these things set up. So you're, you're, um, in Ecuador right now and you're, um, you have, uh, your next destinations done. How do you keep yourself in that flow? Um, and I guess really flex that spiritual muscle (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. to, um, stay out of that, um, fear spiral, I guess, Mm -hmm. or fear that the next thing's not going to come or whatever. Mm -hmm. How do you personally, um, uh, work with that? Well, for one thing, flexibility is key. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You cannot be, you know, planning is great. And yes, we Mm -hmm. have to do planning on some things, but you have to be flexible because, Mm -hmm. you know, little monkey wrenches are going to come all the time. Right. Um, I think the main thing is, and again, it's not so much about getting it, but some of it is getting it is that the only thing I have ever is to be my authentic self. Right. Over the years, I and others in different ways have tried to be somebody else, tried to be something else. You know, someone says, criticizes us, and then we start, you know, Mm. rethinking who we are and what we should do. Yes. I, I, at this point in my life at 58 years old, I am only going to be myself. It does Mm -hmm. not mean I, I don't have room to grow. It does not mean that I, 
me to apologize for things I've done or said. It does not mean I don't have to work on forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but what it means is I'm going to be myself. If that resonates with you, fantastic. If it Mm -hmm. doesn't, fantastic. I'm not trying to make anybody like me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not rude or, you know, or arrogant or anything like that, but it's like, all I have is me. This is Mm -hmm. it. Um, and I'm not going to waste any more time for however much time I have left on this earth. I'm not going to waste any more time trying to be something else for somebody else. Right. And people respond to that. Mm -hmm. People respond to people being authentic. People are inspired by that. I'm inspired by other people who I think are so authentic. And, you know, I even think, wow, I wish I was more like them, you know, Uh um, and people respond to it. And, and it's lovely when they say that, oh, you know, you're such a light or, you know, I'm so glad I met you, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And, it, and it just reminds me, just be myself and everything will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Even when the shit hits the fan, it's still all going to fall into place. Just be myself. Oh, and I love that. And we do, we do. That's the most important thing is for us to live in our authentic authenticity and uh live in our purpose and things will things will open up for us oh so this has been such a wonderful conversation thank you so much uh for being here today lisa to find out more about lisa her speaking engagements workshops and her book I cried and people loved me anyway, go to her website, authenticityandpurpose.com. And you're also on Instagram. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, uh, on Facebook, it's Lisa speaks, writes, travels. Okay. Uh, And I'm also on Twitter and on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel as well. Oh, great. I didn't know about the YouTube channel. I'm going to have to just subscribe to that. So like she said, she is on Facebook, on um, Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. So check her out. That's it from the Integra podcast today, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. See you next time. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.